but if it is, it was a good career, man. It was a good run. I enjoyed watching Cam play football up until the injuries derailed it a little bit. He was one of the more exciting players in my memory uh, to watch play football ever since college. So if this is it for Cam, big salute to him. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Pick and Play Show today. We're going to be dipping our toes into some preseason bets. Leo and myself, we're going to be taking a walk through the NFL. We're going to tell you who we like to win each division, which we've gone into a little bit, but we're going to stamp it down now as official. We're going to talk a little Cam Newton and then where you can win some early money. Let's break it down. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've been up in the trenches. Soft and cherry, you get scary by the church's chicken. You niggas bitches, kill you with you look suspicious. Trying to make it in the game, you gotta know the glitches. Chip cuz, tell him come and zip cuz. Hunted down his headstone, homies call me rich cuz. Flip cuz, candles cuz they miss cuz. I ain't got a disc cuz, you know what it is cuz. Okay, Leo, let's start off the top. Something interesting happened a couple days ago. Cam Newton was let go by Mac Jones. Now, uh, the reason why I want to talk about this is Cam Newton came out recently and said that he's definitely better uh, or good enough, I should say, to start for one of these 32 NFL teams. How do you feel about that? I mean, I definitely think that's true. I think he's good enough to start for one of the 32 NFL teams, but Mac Jones looked like the better quarterback, and so it's not going to be in New England. It's hard to argue yeah, that he couldn't be the starter in like Houston, though. Yo, it's impossible, except here's the key thing. Houston doesn't want to win. Right. Like one of the key things to remember with this 32 is that is he better than 32 quarterbacks? I think the answer actually might be closer to no than it is. Yes, Uh, there are probably backups that do as well as Cam Newton did, especially last year. I just think that at this point in his career and we saw him last year, it looked like he was throwing a medicine ball at times. I'm not sure what you're going to get out of him that can make you a winner. He wasn't a winner last year um, and and. You know, the team didn't have a whole lot of weapons around him, and I totally understand that. I'm personally on the fence of going, honestly, if you were like, okay, Derek Carr or Cam Newton, I'm taking Derek Carr. What about Sam Sam Bradford? (laughs) Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Like, I think if I told you pick your name out of a hat and you got Sam Darnold and the other person has, well, let's walk through this. You're playing fantasy football. You have Cam Newton. The other person has Sam Darnold. How do you feel? I feel better on my Push. end. Uh, no, okay, I, I think I'm at least going to get some rushing out of Cam. Like, I'm not expecting to get much of anything out of Darnold. Yeah, I, I think that's about where it is. We, we can haggle over the fact that as a fantasy quarterback, or Cam Newton would bring you rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. From a passing perspective, it's almost zero. And so that's kind of what Sam Darnold is. Like, if we're talking about him with Sam Darnold, do I think Sam Darnold's good enough to start for one of these teams? I think what Carolina did to put him in charge there is insane. I think the bigger question we need to ask ourselves, are there even 32 quarterbacks in the NFL worth starting? Meaning, if it, it, how, at what point down the list do you get where you go, I'd rather just tank? I think Cam Newton's in the range of being like, like we're talking about, if, if it's... Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, or Cam Newton, honestly, for me, from a quarterback perspective, Derek Carr, I'm taking. I don't want the other two. Okay, I mean, I'm not mad at it. All right, who would you rather have, Cam Newton or, hmm. Like like, uh, Tyrod Taylor or Cam Newton? 
Teddy, like today. Teddy Bridgewater. All right, and Denver. Teddy Bridgewater. If, if Denver had Cam Newton in the mix for in the three way mix for that quarterback job, you think Teddy still wins? I think I I honestly think Teddy wins. I don't think it'll be close between him and Cam, and that's a problem for me. Okay, well, I like, mean, if what? we're saying that Teddy and Tyrod are better than uh, Cam by a mile, then I guess it's uh, backup time for Cam or maybe retirement. I, and I think that's one of the things that we got to realize is Cam threw his body to a point of extreme as a quarterback. And the neck went, and therefore the arm went. And the problem with that is just the reality of a, of a very bright, bright, short-lived career. Um, those And it wasn't like Lamar. When you watch Lamar get hit, he's taking a couple big hits, but for the most part, he gets out of bounds or he gets down. Cam used to dive like over the middle of piles he used to dive at people look for big hits it's a different type of injury that cam took it and 15 and one went to the super bowl didn't make it cut short by the patriots you know so many but i think that's just part of the career and i think we need to realize we need to stop talking about quarterbacks in terms of uh, are they a starter or not i really think we need to talk about can they win you games is he better than some of the starting quarterbacks out there yep but not many like all five rookies all take over cam it it like becomes the point where you're like okay well if i'm taking any rookie quarterback over cam why don't i just have a rookie quarterback that's true and that's what the patriots did like, that's what the Patriots did. If you went up more like, hey, San Fran, Cam Newton, or Trey Lance, they're like Trey Lance. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo over Cam Newton. And you're like, Jesus. So when we talk about, like, backups, there are some that are going to be better than Cam Newton. Cam Newton needs to understand that this isn't the same game anymore. And he can't – he doesn't have that ability to sit back and uncork one for 60 yards. So All right. Well, well, to touch hold on. on hold on a second. Hold on a second. Cause I'm 100% with you in that he's not in the top end of starters anymore. But saying that there's a whole bunch of backups that are better than him, too, that now we're getting a little crazy here because I can't think of too many backups that are better than Cam, or at least I can't think of too many backups I would want on my team over Cam. I'd take Cam as the Titans backup right now. Sure. They, I, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is better than him. Okay. There's one. And like, and it's And it could be just one, but if that's what we're talking about, if there's a backup quarterback out there better than him, what are we doing here? Like we already, some teams have a starting quarterback and a backup that they're like, no, thank you. You'd be third. That's where you're at in your career. That like, that's that. I think that's where the question isn't, is there 32 teams that could start Cam Newton? Are there 32 teams that would get a benefit for their future, either short or long-term from Cam? And I think the answer is no, there is not a single team. I hope this isn't the end for Cam because I am a Cam fan uh, but if it is, it was a good career, man. It was a good run. I enjoyed watching Cam play football up until the injuries derailed it a little bit. He was one of the more exciting players in yep. my memory uh, to watch play football ever since college. So if this is it Incredible. for Cam, big salute to him. Big salute. And I, this is, so, you know, Cam, I think, could end up being a player like, uh, you know, if he wants to and he wants to be a backup for a few years, he could easily do that. Joe Flacco's still in the league. Matt Schaub was in the league until a couple of years ago. Case Keenum's made like $64 million and taken Barkley 12 snaps. Matt is still so, in the league. Matt Barkley. Yeah. Oh, I think you guys just cut him. Oh, we did? Oh, yeah. He looked kind of yeah, good today. in the preseason. Okay, fine. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he – I remember seeing that name and like, oh, interesting. 
Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like Cam, you can compete. You can make a back. You can make a quarterback room better. Um, I don't know if you can. You can. You know. I don't know if you any longer contribute to the win column. Um, let's walk through now. Uh, let's do some quick overview of each division, uh, who we think is going to come in first, who we think is going to come in last. So we'll run through this, and then I'll give out. I'm going to give out the plays I've already made. Uh, we did this on a pod once. The pod got gunned down by electricity. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen now as Ida goes over my house. Um, oh, but how are you let's doing go ahead over there? I'm sorry to derail it. It's but rain. House, that's it? Just tons of rain. I mean, I've got like rivers of water in my house, like around my house. Yeesh. Okay, but no property damage because I've seen nah, some pictures nah. that look a little crazy. Yeah, Rockville, Maryland uh, flooded like completely, and that area is destroyed. Where I'm at, I'm a little close to the mountains. There are some riverways near me that flood, uh, but luckily there's enough byways where the water kind of goes that direction. And I'm on a little bit of a slant on this property, so uh, a lot of it runs to the drain field behind my house. The drain field started the flood this morning. That was a little eye-opening, but uh, nothing to get to my house yet. I got a kayak also, so if it floods that much, your boy's going to be out out having a decent time. Okay. Um, All right, well, it's good to know that you're safe over there because... It, over here people don't even take hurricanes that seriously in florida no. unless it's you got to say category three or four for people to yeah, really like yeah, yeah. you know pick their heads up and go oh shit all right and that's and that's kind of where it is for me it's it's just rain um all right let's walk through we're going to start with the afc and then we're going to go over who we think is going to win the division who we think is going to come in last place and i will be writing this down now to kind of take over um and we'll see how we did at the end of the year uh i'm hoping i can do as good as i did in the nba i don't have high hopes because this is way more uh, difficult for me at least but hey i'm pressing my luck here i'm trying to see if i'm still hot you know i was hot in the nba playoffs all right afc east i'll start us off i'm gonna go with new england winning the division and i'm gonna go with the new york jets at the bottom how about you Ooh, you got new england winning i got the bills I'm, winning I'm the division to go all the way i also have the jets finishing in last but the pats winning the division i i'm not gonna call you crazy because crazier things than bill belichick winning the afc east have happened but give me at least a quick rationale on why okay so when i started to break down and i have i'm actually almost halfway through the nfc i start to break down uh i just bought warren sharp's book so i use this as is a it good guidance but uh some of the scheduling who where are you scheduled what's your off time how much time between games are you having uh who's got the coaching battle you know who's got the coaching uh direction who's got uh easy games that we're just not looking at so here's the thing with the patriots on the patriots schedule right now in my opinion, they have one of the easiest schedules that I that I really have put together. I, I've kind of categorized people as wins, losses, and toss-ups. So when I look for an over-under, if I have more wins than the win total, I take the team. Uh, toss-ups, I, I, I don't count. So toss-ups and losses, I go, hey, that, I'll find bets that I like. The over-under for the Patriots is 9.5. And, and here, are some of the, here are the teams I right now have them winning. Here are the games that I have New England winning. I have them splitting with the Dolphins. I have them splitting with the Bills. So I even move those two over. Two games with the Jets. They've got the Texans, Dallas, Carolina, Atlanta, Colts, Jaguars. They have the Saints, 
So I count all those as wins. That's 11 games right there. So then I have one toss-up game, Tampa Bay, which I think Tampa Bay will win that game. And then I have the Bills, Dolphins beating them, the uh, the Chargers, Cleveland, and Tennessee also in a toss-up. So your four toss-up games are Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Cleveland, and the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't I'm know if give I see those to- as toss-ups, but continue. Yeah, they could be losses, right? So uh, I actually have them. At that case, that puts them, if you say Tampa Bay is a loss, Tennessee is a loss, Cleveland's a loss, the Chargers are a loss, the Bills and the Dolphins are all losses, then they're 11-5. and five. 11 and 6. Okay. I'm I, I think that that's right about where they're going to be. And if they flip, to me, if they flip one of those wins with the Bills, so they flip that win to a loss and beat them twice, then I think you're going to end up in the division chair. And so that's where I have them. When I look at the Bills, here are some of the games that the Bills have to play. Um, you have the Pats, obviously, I gave them a loss. Tampa Bay, they play, is the other thing. The Bills play the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Titans the Washington football team, uh, the Saints as well, and I think the Saints are a better matchup for them. So when I look at the Bills, really I think this division is going to come down uh, quite quite literally to the two games against each other. But the Bills have the Chiefs on their schedule and the Steelers. And in return, the uh, New England Patriots have Cleveland and the Chargers. And I think Cleveland and the Chargers, if you said New England won one of those games, I think it's more likely in, in, in my view. So uh, I've got I've got it. It's a very close race, and I'm just going to trust Bill to get this done, especially with Mac Jones and, and Cam Newton out of there. That is a team that has evaluated themselves, I think, really well. Okay. Well, you defended it strongly. I can't argue against the facts that you present here that everything makes sense. I think I like the Bill's just because I, I'm going to trust the best quarterback in the division to get it done, and I think yep. that's Josh Allen. So uh, I guess we're going to see what Max got, but I, yeah, I definitely have Josh Allen finishing first. And if the if the Jets don't finish last, I feel like something crazy happened in this division. Yeah, what ended up happening, in my opinion, if if something the crazy thing is Tua just turned out to be terrible. That's where I think you're at. If if. Buffalo, if Miami ends up the worst in this division, I don't think it can be New England. I don't think it can be Buffalo. If Miami ends up the worst team in this division, it's because there was an injury. Like, like two would just never panned out. Uh, let's flip over to the NFC, uh, the AFC North. I have Baltimore winning the division, although I did lean Cleveland real heavy. Cleveland does have a pretty easy schedule. And I have Cincy in the basement. How do you got it? I am actually going to go with Cleveland to win the division. Not a Browns okay. fan. I'm not really even a Browns believer, per se. But you can't argue with the results from last year. And I don't think that they got any yep. worse from last year. So I'm going to say Cleveland finally does it. They get the big bully, the Ravens, and the Steelers off their back. And they win the division in last place. Hmm. I mean, I guess you got to go with the Bengals. I shouldn't really even think that hard about it. Yeah, yeah Bengals. Let's yeah. hammer that home. All right, AFC South, I have Tennessee winning this division. I already have a bet on it. That's pretty straightforward. And I already have a bet on Houston to not win a game, so I think my choices are made. Let's move on. We're in agreement. Okay. 
Um, and yeah, we'll go into Houston. I think I've covered it before, but I'll cover it again. The N- the AFC West, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to put the Chargers in first place here like a goofball. And then I'm going to put the Vegas Raiders in last. I think you're crazy for putting the Chargers first. And I like Herbert. I feel like we don't we do this every year with the Chargers. Every year with the Chargers, Not I get me. excited. Well, I do. Every year with the Chargers, yeah. I'm like, okay, they got this on defense. They, and then it just injuries happen. Normally, it's injuries. Like they get, their season gets derailed yeah. by injuries almost every year. I don't know what's going on over there, but I can't do it, bro. I got to roll with the big boy Mahomes to go in, in first place. I think him, Tyreek, Kelsey, Andy Reid. As long as they're healthy, I don't see any reason why I shouldn't pick them. So I'm rolling with them. Uh, last place, I'm gonna go with. I wanted to say the Broncos, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with the Raiders. <laughs> okay, let's flip over to the NFC here. Uh, everyone knows I've got Washington on the first place ballot, and I'm going to say that Philadelphia brings up the rear. I also am going to say that the Washington football team wins the division because they're the only defense in this division that I think could stop a nosebleed. Um, last place, I'm going to go with the Giants. I, I don't like any position group on the Giants. Yeah, my God, watching Daniel Jones in the preseason, I'm like, what do y'all need to see with him? Yeah, I'm not a fan. If, a matter of fact, I would be shocked if they finished low or higher than Philly. Um, interesting stat. Last year, this entire division uh, didn't have a winning record, so we'll see how they turn out this year. NFC North, I've got Green Bay leading the charge, and I've got the lowly Lions um, in last place. I'm assuming you're the same. Yep, we're locked in. But I will say this, though. If Matt Nagy is out his fucking mind and decides that he's going to roll damn near the whole year with Andy Dalton because he doesn't feel like Fields is ready or blah, blah, blah. You know the coach speak that we would hear if that happened. If that happens, the Bears are in last place. Uh, Detroit's going to be tough there. You know, Detroit right now, as it stands today, has no active kickers on their roster. (laughs) None. Yeah, like to, the to season tell you what starts in a week and a half. <laughs> they have no active kick on their roster. They also remember we were talking last week how Rashad Perryman's their number two on that yeah, team in terms cut, of wide receivers. He? he has been cut. They have nobody to throw the ball to. There are some teams in the NFL that are completely void of talent. This is one of them. So it's going to be tough for anyone to get lower than them. I mean, they have nothing. Uh, NFC South. I've got Tampa Bay winning it. I have Carolina in last place. Who do you got? Did I lose you for a second? Oh, you did lose me. I'm back, though. Uh, All good, all good, all good. Uh, We went NFC South now. Uh, I took Tampa Bay to, to cover the division with Carolina coming in last. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I definitely have Tampa Bay in first. I think that Atlanta has last place potential just because they don't have an offensive line. And I don't think Arthur Smith's offense is going to work unless you can protect the quarterback. So I kind of I want to say that Atlanta, I, I wouldn't rule Atlanta out for last place. You're probably going to end up being right with Carolina, but I'm going to pick Atlanta last place. Okay, Atlanta. Uh, not bad, you know, basically for me, it came down to Sam Darnold or Matt Ryan. Um, AFC, NFC West now, who do you got? Give me your top and bottom. I definitely am going to have to go with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams to win the division. I just think that they have too much talent. Uh, it can't really, 
I don't I don't think that I have to present much of an argument. I, th- I just like McVeigh. I like Stafford. I like Robert Woods. I like Cooper Cup. I, I like yeah. damn near the whole team. I like the whole team. So I got them first. Last place though, I'm gonna go with San Francisco. I think San Francisco is going to be last place in the division. I don't don't trust Jimmy G, and I think they're going to take too long to go to Lance. Also, don't think that Lance is ready. Uh, Haven't seen what he did in the the preseason. I do think that he's got high potential, especially in that offense. But he didn't look like he was all the way ready for me. So if they're going to go with Jimmy G, I think that they're going to be at the bottom. I'm going to go the Rams like you, but I'm going to also take Zona. Zona looks like Malcolm Butler is going to miss most of this year, their top corner. He's, he retired, so I think. Yeah, well, it's mulling retirement or whatever, so he's in that role. That was a big part of their defense. Do not do not get that. Uh, like That cannot be understated. They plan to use him as a cornerstone. Their defense got older, much older this year. They really didn't fix anything on either side of the ball. People are excited about A.J. Green. Sorry. So I've got Arizona at the bottom. I could Los just Angeles I could see Arizona finishing a win or two ahead of San Francisco just because I think yeah. Kyler between Kyler and Hopkins and I think that they can pull out enough wins for third place in the division. With San Fran, as long as Jimmy G's there, I know that they went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, but I don't have confidence in them if he's their quarterback. So yeah, I'm gonna roll with it. It might be extremely spicy, but forty ers last place. Okay, that kind of takes us to the division. Now, why don't we go ahead and, and stake this out real quick? Uh, we, we're going to give out our playoff teams next week. Um, but is there anybody you're looking at as a dark horse around the NFL that no one's talking about? Hmm. Dark horse. I actually think you kind of talked me into this last week, or maybe it was when we were doing the fantasy football episode, but you talked me into the Broncos a little bit being decent. Um, yeah, and so I went and because I hadn't watched any Broncos preseason, I, I don't keep up with Broncos beat writer reports like the Broncos are pretty much off my radar. So I went and checked out just to see what, what Teddy looked like in the Broncos uniform, what the offense looked like with him back there. And I'm kind of with you. I think I'm I'm starting to inch towards where you were at, where you, you were kind of saying that they had potential if they could get anything from the quarterback spot, the rest of the roster is good, and, and they could make some waves. And so I'm starting to think that I'm on that boat with you. The Broncos could be decent. You know Teddy's not going to turn the ball over. So as long as they can run the yep. ball and play some defense, like you might be right. They might be a little sneaky over there. I really think that that's a team that you're going to look at all year long and they're going to be pesky as shit when you're playing them. And you're like, thank God Teddy's their quarterback. Like, I, I think when people are playing them, there are going to be multiple times a game where you go, thank God Teddy's their quarterback. And not in a good way. I literally mean like the Ravens are playing Denver and Denver's keeping it close. And the only reason Denver can't really get ahead is because of fucking Teddy. And now Teddy's going to keep them in the game but he ain't going to add to their win total. And that's my biggest problem with him. He won't take games away. The rest of that talent, the rest of that roster is stacked. I know it's the preseason. I tell everyone, don't get real sucked up into the preseason. But that defense on Denver is going to be very fundamentally sound. They're in a division that has a ton of good quarterbacks. They're going to be able, and a lot of good offensive masterminds. They have a defensive mastermind in Vic Fangio. Fangio. So anybody who tries to go up against them is going to have a tough time. 
Denver only gave up 21 points in this preseason. The lowest amount anyone gave up in the preseason was the Ravens at 20. The Ravens have a perennially good defense. Von Miller is back. This is going to be, to me, a, a sneaky team. They're my dark horse, too. That is who I'm looking at going. No one's really talking about them, and it's because they have fucking Teddy. But it's a team that could go 9-8, and eight and it'd be like, you look at their 9-8, and eight and they've got some ugly losses and some great wins, and you're like, what am I doing with this team? Like, what... How do you have a win against Kansas City and a loss to, like, the New York Jets? Like, that's <laughs> that's the type of team I think that the Broncos are going to be this year. Hey, man, we missed on Drew Locke, didn't we? I know we were both kind of excited yeah. about Drew Locke, and we swung and missed big. Big. When, when he started the year hurt, I was like, this is going to be one of those quarterbacks that just never makes that second jump. So, yeah, that's a complete flop there. Wasn't big into Drew Locke coming into the NFL, but after watching him, I was like, this guy's got the potential. If he makes that leap, we both were high on him, and it just never materialized. So, big whiffs. Basically, the direction Josh Allen went, I thought that Drew could have gone, just not in the cards. Yeah, I gave up some currency um, in a dynasty league for some Drew Locke, and now my <laughs> Drew Locke is yeah. like, it's worth pennies. Crap. Yeah, crap lock. Um, I don't really think that there's too much surprising in the NFC. I will say this, Minnesota, quiet. They have weapons offensively. They have a good defensive coach. This is a team that got completely rickshawed last year. I wouldn't be surprised this is a team that can make a little noise. Besides that, I think everyone else just lack, lacks the firepower. You're so, kind of into Minnesota. Um, this is the this is the second or third time I've heard you pump Minnesota up a little bit. Why are you – sell me on Minnesota because I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I like Zimmer. I like him as a defensive coach. I think that their, defense, their defense went through – a lot of turnover last year. I think they're going to be more consistent this year, which we're used to Minnesota being a pretty good defense. I think they bounce back. I do not like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins to me is like an upgraded Derek Carr, and I think Derek Carr is someone you should be looking to replace at all times. Um, speaking of quarterbacks and backups, Marcus Mariota, who would you have play a game for you, Marcus Mariota or Cam Newton? Fuck. Today. Give me right. Mariota. Yeah, okay, so let's, you know, just full circle here. That's where we're at, okay? Like, <laughs> your fuck is exactly right because you're like, oh, my God, Cam may be worse than we think. So uh, um, that hurt but, a little but bit. I wish you didn't do that. that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I thought of it, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to hit him with this right now. I'm throwing I'm throwing high. Um, so, you know, when I look at Minnesota, I go, hey, they've got Kirk Cousins, who, who statistically does well. Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. The offensive line is okay. The defense should be better. And, and they play in a division that, like I said, Matt and Nagy in Chicago and fucking the Lions. So, so you could be looking at four wins right there. And, and you, you don't have that bad of a schedule. So it's just – it's not that I think they'll be a world beater, but this is also a team that – we didn't talk about them because Aaron Rodgers was dominating, but they were making the playoffs every single year except for last year. And in some of those playoffs, they were beating up on teams like the Saints so and making it past the first round. So, you know, I, th I just think that they've got the talent here, and they did so bad last year that everyone's got them tuned out. But, you know, I, I think that's a little bit of an oversight. So, okay, I'm going to dive here into, you ready to hit some off-season bets, or I should say preseason bets? Yeah, let's do it. I like the betting segment. Okay. This is where I could get to the money. 
Okay, so here's where I'm going to start some fun things to do. Uh, the Houston Texans are 0-17. You can bet against, you can bet them to go 0-17. They have a couple games on their schedule that you need to watch out for. I'll pull them up real quick. Uh, the Houston Texans have the Jaguars twice, okay? Besides that, they've got uh, the whole NFC South, so maybe they could pull something out with Carolina. They've uh, It's not the AFC South, the uh, AFC West. Uh, um, yeah, West, so they've got all that division they've got tennessee they've got the jets which could be a win but i think the jets are way better but <laughs> you can get 16 to 1 basically for 0 and 17 if they get by week one which against the jaguars i don't see them winning a game so uh you can bet 50 bucks on that to get 850 just something fun uh the the texans to win under three and a half games that's plus 140 all right, now we're so, talking now we're talking I, I, i've been you telling you i hate that 0 and 17 bet I know, I know. I, I can't I can't not do it. I, I love every second of it. Um, T.J. Watt had the most sacks in football last year. T.J. Watt to have the most sacks in football this year is 8-1. to one. I just think that's really high for a player that has already won the sack title and, and could easily win it again. So uh, he's 8-1. to one. Uh, Tampa Bay to – Tampa Bay to give up the least amount of points – is eight to one. I think this is a great bet. Look at their division. The Saints are going to have no one to throw the ball to and just Kamara. The Carolina Panthers have Sam Darnold, and Atlanta really, really struggles to put the ball in the end zone, and I don't really know if that changes. So when I look at Tampa Bay, where I think they're going to have an improved defense because it's young and it gets better, and their offense is going to be full cylinder, and Tom Brady at the helm can put points up on you and hold the ball if they need to. I look at Tampa Bay as a team that's going to concede the least amount of points. Easy division, easier schedule. So uh, you can get them at 8-1 to one as well to give up the least amount of points. Uh, Coach of the year, this is, this is, I think, my smartest bet so far. I have Bill Belichick, 18-1 to one Coach of the Year. If they win that division, he's getting it. Just yeah. that simple. And yeah. I mean, we, that would be deservedly so. Yeah, and we've already kind of walked through that that division could just be a toss-up. Mind you, Kevin Stefanski won it last year. He did not win that division. So if uh, the Patriots turn around and go 11-6, 12-5 with a rookie quarterback, and they are fighting for the division until the last two weeks, I think Bill's going to get a ton of consideration and probably win it. So that's kind of where I look at it. It's kind of that Brady wins the Super Bowl, Bill wins Coach of the Year, media's happy. So <laughs> I, I just I, I still like Lafleur for Coach of the Year. I just think that they're gonna have a big yeah. year over there in Green Bay, and I think that that's gonna dominate the the ESPN, the podcast, you know, all of the the different media outlets that cover the NFL are gonna be dominated by the the Aaron Rodgers one more year in Green Bay storylines. I just think if they go if they win thirteen fourteen games, you can sign, seal, and deliver that thing to Lafleur's house. Um, the Green Bay is without two of their linemen, one of them being Bakhtiari until at least week eight. So that is going to be a problem. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But but there is some problems up there already, which which could hold their their total back. You are right though; they will they will salivate for that. Um, I haven't narrowed down my MVPs yet. I am I have one in with Justin Herbert, but I'm really struggling to find what I want to pair it with. I may pair it with Matt Stafford. Uh, I typically look for opportunity. I, I, you know, my the last whole bunch of years were repeats until Patrick Mahomes and Lamar, 
And then we saw Aaron Rodgers, which is a repeat. So I think we're going to see a, a, the trend continue of new quarterbacks winning. Uh, I think some of the old guard will step out. Again, I already have Patrick Mahomes taking a, the, the, the win total for Patrick Mahomes taking a step back, not his quarterback play. So when I look at that and I have Josh Allen, someone not at the top, I'm kind of struggling to find value. I may end up with the Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert swing. Uh, which would net me about 12 to 1 on each if I took them both, uh, you know, combined. They're both like 20-something, so it would even out. What about a little um, Russell Wilson? Have... I'm never going to bet on Russell Wilson. Never. I don't think he's capable. Never. Never. He he just isn't capable. Like, he starts to turn the ball over too much when you get into that pass-happy scheme. I, I Like, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe the reason that that whole less, let Russ Cook thing ended was because that was against Buffalo and they turned the ball over too many times. And that's what you get. Russ will take chances. Russ will turn the ball over. Those are things he does. Can he play perfect? Yes. Can he play perfect for 16, 17 games? No. The Russell Wilson falloff has happened every single year. I also don't think they have the team around him. I don't think Seattle can get to more than 10 wins, and a quarterback with less than 10 wins or less is not winning the MVP. Okay, fair. I, I, that was the one that I'd like to bring to the table because I feel like the media just wants to give him one, so he just needs to give us a yeah. year that's worthy of that, and they're going to give it to him. They, they, they want to. They want to. But around week 9, 10, every year, he's almost off the table. It's every year. The media builds him all the way up, and then he falls all the way off because he has two or three games where you're like, what is happening here? And he just can't carry the way other people can carry. And that's that's not a knock on Wilson. That's literally life. So nah, that's just true, where I see him. I could, I could be wrong, but that's where it is. Seattle's always good for that, like, two or three games a year where you look at their score at yeah. halftime and go, how the fuck do you guys have three points? Yeah. And, and, you're, and, and you're just staring at it like, I can't figure this out. And that, that's what you're going to get this year again, I think. Um, they haven't really fixed an offensive line, so we're, well, I'm interested to see there. Uh, I don't I don't really bet on Rookie of the Year. If I did bet on Rookie of the Year right now, I would take the hot hand and go Mac Jones. Um, he's going to play for a team that's going to be a winner, and it's going to be tough to give it to anyone else if he punches a playoff ticket. So I would look at Mac Jones and take Mac Jones. Uh, defensive uh, Rookie of the Year, I don't mess with that at all because, again, I'm like, ah, defense, what's going to happen? How are they going to use them? Pass. Um, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, kind of the same. This is, this is what, you know, you were talking about media narratives. Your offensive player and your defensive player have nothing to do with wins, and that is strictly media narrative. So I tend to stay away from those. So, um, I, you know, I don't dabble. Uh, last year I dabbled in the first coach fired. Uh, I did not dabble in that this year so far. I haven't seen anything super intriguing. Uh, it was also a little dark. Uh, it's just a funny thing to root for every week. I'm going first coach uh, fired, so, Matt Nagy. I think that could be it. I mean, that's just that's just a des- undesirable thing he's doing, starting Andy Dalton over fields. And, and I think it's strictly down to him being a good boy, meaning uh, the GM turns to him and says, I, I, you're going to say whatever you got to say, but fields ain't starting. I'm not putting him up against Aaron Donald and them. And Nagy's like, come on, he's ready to go. And the GM goes, be a good boy and tell him that Andy Dalton's starting. And Matt Nagy goes, Andy Dalton is our starter. <laughs> so um, now here's a couple other things that I've got. I, I've got some some 
I've got some parlays that are a little wonky that, that could win you some money if, if, if you like that. So I want to add some flavor on, on potentially other people's views. But I want to talk real quick about over-unders on the season uh, and something everyone needs to remember. This is a 17-week season. Now, with that, all of the over-unders are, are a little higher than normal. And something that we know mathematically is if you took every single prop and took the under, you would win about 60% of them or more some years. So if you took everyone's props and took the under, you would hit more of them. Now, one of the main reasons that happens is because a player misses, and here's all they have to miss, one or two games. If they miss one or two games, you're not hitting it. So in a year where there's more games players are probably more likely to be a late scratch against bad opponents. So they're going to miss those stats. And because it's six, 17 games now, you're more likely to miss one here or there. So all that added together, my advice is this. Bet your, bet your unders that you like. Don't touch your overs. If your overs hit, figure out a different way to monetize that. Go get them in fantasy football because they'll outperform their ADP. Go do things like that. Um, take them every single week in your in your pl- you know your player drafts, uh, you know your same day fantasy lineups. But I'm just really cautioning people against taking overs on season long bets where I think you'll see players sit more and more because they'll be more tired. There's less buildup for a lot of these players to the season. There's more games. It's a longer, grueling season. Until they add another bye week, a lot of these players are going to miss one or two of these games. So my advice is to take the under. Are your thoughts on that, Leo? Yeah, I'm I'm with you in that. I'm I'm kind of I've been scratching my brain this whole time that you're going over over unders uh, about first coach fired and trying to figure out who I who I actually Uh-oh. like there. And it's tough. I came to the conclusion that if you don't like Arizona as much as you don't like them and you say that they're going to come in last, then Kingsbury has to be your first coach fired, right? Well, the thing that I ran into last year with first coach Kyard is uh, that's where I just called Matt Nagy a good boy. Um, all those coaches want to make it through the year. So it's tough to know which coaches are being good boys and which ones are being naughty and need, and need to be put down. I think you're right about the Cliff Kingsbury piece. Um, I think he's going to underperform and could get fired. The GM, though, in that room, uh, he's fighting for his life as well. Their GM, who I believe is... God, I don't want to mess his name up, so I'm not going to say it. But I know he's had multiple DUIs. He was the one that drafted Josh Rosen. He drafted Kyler Murray, which looks good. And he put in the old coach and now Cliff Kingsbury. So I think part of the thing is with the GM is he needs Cliff to get this done. Because if Cliff gets fired because they're doing terrible, the GM's going to go directly after. So they could both get fired in the middle of the year. That could definitely happen. That's just not likely for me, especially a team like Arizona, which doesn't like – there's just no a lot of public pressure on him. You're right. I, I think he would fit into that category. But is, is Cliff tied to the GM is my, is my concern. That's fair. To get back on track, back on topic, I definitely like what you're saying there. Uh, to hammer the unders and definitely with the overs. I mean, if you're feeling passionate about – the Patriots winning 11 or 12 games, then like you say, go get Mac Jones in fantasy, go da- go get Damian Harris, go get Jacoby Myers, but maybe don't put your money on it because that, that could change very quickly. 
Yeah, and it's going to be tough for, for if you're looking at prop bets as well. It's just going to be tough. So keep an eye on that. Everyone, some caution. Uh, here are some fun little bets that I threw together that are some big parlays. One of them's for week one, so I already have a week one bet in. Week one bet. Here you go. This is a... <laughs> Uh, this is a $50 parlay that pays out $1,534. All right, this is going to be some shit, isn't it? Uh, you're, you know, it may be, but but when I get through it, you may go, uh, that works. Um, so I've got Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus seven against Dallas to start the season. I think Dak coming off of the injury hasn't played in the preseason. Now you're going to get the Super Bowl champions, and it's Tom fucking Brady. Um, good, good goddamn luck to you. Uh, then I have the over in the Arizona Cardinals and Tennessee Titans, 51 and a half. 27, 28, we're, we're, we're good. I think that's I think that's an easy cover. These teams are going to um, score points. I think you're safe there. Yep. Uh, I have the L.A. Rams on the money line to beat the Chicago Bears. I have uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers plus seven against Buffalo to start the year. I think the best Steeler team you're going to get is to start this year. Uh, and then from there, it'll tailor off. But I think this is a strong team. Getting plus seven, I think, is a little disrespectful, to be honest. I have New England minus two and a half against Miami. It's in New England. If it was in Miami, I'd feel differently. And then here's the, the one that really kind of caps it together. And you can take either side of this bet. Okay, so you can get the same odds here with the linchpin. My linchpin is the Cleveland Browns plus six and a half week one against Kansas City. Um, I think Kansas City wins the game. I think that Cleveland's going to be able to keep it close. I think Cleveland offensively is a very, very good team. Uh, and I think that you can. Now, here's the thing you like the other side of that. You can take all these bets with Kansas City minus six and a half and get the same exact odds. So. All those bets, Tampa Bay minus seven, over in the Tennessee, Arizona, L.A. Rams on the money line, Steelers plus seven, New England minus two and a half, and then you can either take Kansas City or Cleveland, and, and those odds are plus 2,970. Um, so basically... Okay, you're to, right. Uh, you know. Now that I've heard the whole thing, I do feel a little better about it. That doesn't actually sound that crazy, although I would definitely be taking Kansas City's side of that Cleveland-Kansas City yep. game just because the first game off of a Super Bowl loss, I feel like they're going to come out and try to punch Cleveland in the mouth. But I, I can see your angle for taking Cleveland. So, And you can take that other side. You can take all those pieces together, though. Uh, and for 50 bucks, it's 30 to 1. So uh, that's a little fun parlay. Uh, division parlay we put together. L.A. Rams, Tampa Bay, Washington football team, Tennessee, and Buffalo. You can put all those together for 53 to 1, uh, which I think has got pretty good odds across the board. So that's a, that's a nice little one. I also put together a really shitty, if everything in my world goes upside down, this actually matches up with how you have it. Um, Cleveland Browns, Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and I actually threw on the L.A. Chargers to win the division. That pays out 80 to 1. So uh, just a couple of weird parlays there along with some more safe season-long bets. Uh, I will have another MVP bet. And then we also, we already have the division winners of Tennessee, Washington, and uh, Buffalo. That started at 20 to 1. It's down to 10 to 1. Um, and we have Washington. I already have Washington to win the division. 3 to 1. It's down to 2 to 1 now. So, You're just getting great uh, value on everything. Bets. I, everything I've pretty much got is dropped in my direction, which is good to see before the season. So I've gotten at least good value. 
from here, I'm just going to kind of sit back, and, and we're less than – we're a week and a day away. So I'm Ooh, pretty excited. Oh, baby. I got to get that MyBookie account fired back up. It's time to start throwing these bets in. It's, I'm ready. It's time to make it happen. Um, I do have one college football bet if anybody out there wants to ride along with me. I'm not a big college football fan, uh, but Georgia 8-1 to to win the title – kind of feeling like it might be their year i'm gonna to lean towards georgia eight to one yeah i don't watch any college football so i'm gonna stay away from all of that but good luck <laughs> all right uh any parting thoughts for you you break this down for us this is the year the tennessee titans win the super bowl book it now booking it he's booking it no defense tennessee titans wins the super bowl. <laughs> that's what the headline reads that's what the headline reads faceless man plays defense Tannehill wins super bowl <laughs> that's your headline i don't care what you're talking right, man, about book take, it yeah book it all right man, take us out all right that's a wrap thank you for watching watching what am i talking about thank you for listening to another episode of the pick and play show for the boy gordo my name is leo we'll be back next week with finally week one of the nfl season we're going to be previewing week one letting you know what spreads we like what fantasy players we like for week one so tune in next week until then make sure you share with a friend rate subscribe review all that good stuff we appreciate you see you next week come get a body dirty deep on poppy police won't stop me that's on johnny coming find me i ain't had it they homies dying they ain't riding she cute she wet them while sliding yeah it's been a minute since i've been up in the trenches